Shalom. Greetings to you, saints, brothers and sisters. I'm back at it again. And today, I want to talk about something that's a little bit controversial. It's going to ruffle some feathers. So let's title this talk, Dating is Dead. I repeat, dating is dead. So, let us set a background for this. Dating is the process by which a woman and a man engage in a process of familiarization with a hope of developing into a love affair. It is a Western concept. It is indeed an European concept, if you may put it that way. A man finds a woman, likes her, and thinks, listen, I'm, I'm going to consider her uh, for a relationship. And so the game begins. You go out and, you know, you go on what they call dates. Uh, the whole process sometimes leads to marriage or not. Um, it is my experience indeed and my observation, if I may put it that way as well, that a lot of dates end up essentially into casual sex. Right? That's what it is. That's the game. But I want to present an alternative for the young men of wisdom. The prudent young man that's trying to figure out how to leave. Uh, I'm not suggesting that men should not engage in chivalry. You know, be a man, you know, take care of the ladies. But that very idea of entering into a date is counterintuitive to purpose, you see. Uh... You have no business um, engaging in a date with a random woman if what you're looking for as a man is a relationship, uh, hopefully a marital relationship. Uh, the process by which that is done uh, by way of biblical guidance, scripture, is for you to engage with the elders in your household, your parents, the people who have come before you who will go and find you a wife, all right? They will find you a suitable wife, a chaste virgin who has not been run through like the Holland Tunnel, uh, who they know her background and, and the way she's been raised. You have no business going on dates with a woman that's not your wife. If what you're looking for is a, is a wife, then go through the right appropriate means. Examples in scripture of people, Isaac and Rebecca, they didn't go on dates. Abraham appointed Eliezer of Damascus to find a wife for Isaac. Alright? This is the way it should be done. So, ladies and gentlemen, 
actually boys and girls listen and listen to the voice of wisdom dating is dead kiss it by shalom Shalom. All right, so this is going to be a different kind of conversation or talk, shall I say. Uh, it's been a while I recorded anything, but I thought I'd just put this out there. I'm going to title this short talk, Don't Get the Marriage License. Do not get the state marriage license. Now, let's let's start with the background, okay? 80% of divorces are filed by women. I repeat, 80%, at least 80% of divorces are filed by women. Now, it's not because men are not going through hell. It's not because... They don't want to exit the marriage, but there is something about the society and how it's programmed men to essentially accept uh, a lot of uh, rubbish. Uh, pardon me, let, let me use that expression, rubbish, uh, which is which is quite shameful. Um, I think this is more rife within the so-called Christian communities where, um, you know, the entire fabric of the Christian faith um, is, is, is essentially pro-non-accountability. It, it develops, it promotes what I call, uh, what people call hypergamy, where, you know, a woman, uh, you know, because of the way the court systems uh, a woman can, you know, walk out on a on a relationship, a so-called long-term relationship, and come up with all manner of excuses. Now, that doesn't mean that there are not cases where women are abused. I certainly would not um, encourage anyone to abuse anybody, uh, whether female or male. But I can tell you my experience. Uh, I was going through problems in my marriage, <clears throat> and I. You know, all along, my mom was like, you know, you know, just hanging there. Everyone I knew said, hanging there. And then my wife's, you know, my estranged wife came up with uh, the first strike. She came up with a, a request for separation. Um, that caught me by surprise, I must say. I then tried to make things work. But when it was obvious, she was not interested in the relationship anymore any longer I then applied for a legal separation uh, essentially because I didn't want any back and forth if we were legally separated then that sort of you know helps to nip a lot of things in the in, in the board um, uh, but in order to be able to do that I needed <laughs> I needed to include in my application the original marriage certificate now Fast forward, or oh, sorry, rewind back to a couple of years ago when we got married at the at the at the 
court after we had signed the dotted line the the clerk the, the court clerk presented a certificate to her and said this is yours keep it very well now i didn't really understand what that meant of course who goes into a marriage uh with the hope of breaking it no uh it was at the point when i was trying to you know uh enforce a legal separation that I realized I needed to have a marriage certificate, the original. I had the photocopy. The court rejected that. So I can go on and on and I'm sure someone out there will say, oh, I'm giving a, I'm giving a counsel based on my own optics, based on my own nasty experience. No, that's what, that's not what this is about. I'm speaking from my heart and I'm saying to every young man out there, Please do not get the marriage certificate, the state license. Do not get it. The system is rigged against you. The court systems are rigged against men. This is a fact. Ask anybody who has any semblance of intelligence and they are going to tell you exactly what this is. So if there's any young man, you know, planning to get married, Please, by every means, get married, but be wise about it as much as possible. Uh, of course, you have to vet the woman. Uh, I've written about that a couple of, uh, you know, uh, I've spoken about that a couple of times. I've written about it. Um, yeah, just that I put this out there. Do not get the marriage license. The system is rigged against you. Be wise. Hello, friends. What's the crack? Um, I will try to make this segment as short as possible because I could easily wax lyrical on it. On this segment, I want to address a topic which I titled, Is it really cheating? Is it really cheating? And if you're wondering what this is about, this is about the relationship dynamics of polygyny versus monogamy and I speak as an African uh, pre-colonial encounters and reality of the African reveals that polygyny was a common practice men had multiple wives and it was not a problem it was the reality uh, it was the order of the day it was culture uh, then came in the Europeans uh, through their missionary uh, and New Testament influence uh, because by the way the sacred Hebrew scriptures so-called Old Testament has no problem with polygyny uh, as a matter of fact the uh, uh, Hebrew patriarchs uh, men like Abraham men like uh, uh, Jacob right were polygamists uh, you know they, they had more than one wife Jacob had four wives um, so, so in the African mind and in the Hebrew mind polygyny is not a problem it's 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 not an aberration it's part of the culture it's 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 a fundamental that that that, that works to create balance in the in the in the biological ecosystem 
this is this is what it is for an African. But, but the the ultra monogamist view, which has been foisted on the on the world, especially the African, uh, by the Europeans, uh, creates a a, a, a a confusion. It creates uh, a, a rebellion against what is a practical cultural reality, which is uh, quite a shame. And that's why today, you know, men uh, uh, have been told that you, you know, to have more than one wife is to be, is to cheat on your first wife. Um, uh, I hope it is my hope. Uh, it is my hope that someday uh, the conversation will be had about the uh, um, evils of the Christian New Testament, which which seeks to reduce. The African male to a shell, uh, a mere specimen, a biological specimen. Uh, it's a control factor, if I must put it aptly. It, it's it's politics uh, by way of religion. It's 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 control. Uh, you know, the European still has control on the reproduction of the African. This is neo-colonialism. It is what it is. Alright, so listen, like I said, I don't want to wax all lyrical. This is easily a, a, a subject that can run for hours. I can talk about it all day. But my challenge to the African, to the Hebrew mind is question the reality of, of what is being put forward to you. Question it. Question the fundamentals of it. You know, I, I reclaim your, 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 your tradition. Uh, reclaim your identity alright take it easy friends hello friends hello on this segment I will address the subject of mate selection I titled this talk Vet Her Before You Wife Her. The choice of who to marry is by far one of the most significant decisions that a man, a male man, has to make. It is so significant that he can determine the outcome of a man's life. Uh, There is a reason why the letter V comes before W in the English alphabet, I like to say. And it is on these Ys that I encourage men to be extremely objective and careful in the choice of a spouse. 80% of divorces are filed by women, not because men are not unhappy in relationships, but because the society encourages women 
to break the matrimony. The choice of who you marry as a person will determine the outcome of your life. And so, if you desire to live a life devoid of pain and regret, please vet her before you make her your wife.